being a dad is hard. Now, no, I am not saying that I am a dad. Calm down. Calm down, all right? But welcome back, everybody, to the Random PM Podcast, and I have a banger of an interview for you today. I'm not even kidding. I know a lot of y'all be out there being like, oh, another banger. Yes, another banger. Today's guest is one of one of my favorite people. Very funny, very charismatic, but hey, we're going to talk about... You know what's funny about what we're going to talk about is you don't know what we're going to talk about. I guarantee you, you have no idea what we're going to say in this interview, but I'm not going to be that guy, okay? I'm not going to be the guy to make you wait any longer for the interview. I know y'all, that's what y'all want. However, if you've been through something, actually, if you guys want to come on the show, email me at randompm or randompm at gmail.com. I'll leave it down in the description. Come hop on the show. Don't be a fool. You don't want to miss it. Why am I still talking, bro? Get to the interview already. So who am I with here today? My name is Jeremiah. That's all? You just wanted to know your name? You don't want to tell oh, me what you're you asking? <laughs> no, I meant okay. like about you, but I love that intro. I'm not taking that out. I am Jeremiah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm Jeremiah. I I am a dad of four awesome kids and a husband of Jessica, an amazing lady. And I know that. Many of you may not have met them, but they're the they're the best people in my life, and they're a lot of the reason why I, I do what I do. I love I love being a dad. I love being a husband, and I love the opportunities that that I have to create. I lead worship. I help businesses be successful. All that. So yeah, that's me. Awesome. So let, let's start off with a little light lighthearted question, and and depending on how you answer this, I may or may not like you afterward. But you, I think you already kind of know what I'm about to ask because everybody does. I have no idea what you're about to ask. Really? So, yeah. What? Okay. I'm walking into this blind. Go ahead. Oh, good. Are you more of a waffle person or a pancake person? Oh, man. My personality is like I'm automatically going to analyze the question that you're asking. So, like, is he asking this because waffles are like character and pancakes are like, you know, just simple. But... Honestly, I feel like you can do more with waffles than you can pancakes. And so I'm a pancakes with butter kind of person, but I feel like you can dress up waffles a lot more because you don't typically put things so much, too many things in waffles. I know you can, but it's more about what you put on the waffle as opposed to people want to dress up pancakes with, with the stuff that you put inside of them. And I just feel like that's, that's too much. I, I like to do stuff on the outside, like dress it up. So I'm more of a waffle person. Oh, well, first of all, I don't want to say you're wrong, but you may not be right. But I've never had someone break it down like that because usually they just go, they go, yeah, well, I, I want a crunchy waffle or, oh, I want to. Here's the thing about your answer that I, I like, but I don't like. I like it because I can respect it because you gave both sides pluses and both sides minuses. However, mm. I don't like it because I'm butthurt because I was hoping you would say pancakes 100% all the way and I think the reason I have so much anger and 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 this like not hatred but anger toward waffles is just because I don't think I've ever had like a really insanely good homemade homemade waffle before so do you believe if I had one that I would change my mind or or is it all are you saying that it's not about the waffle or the pancake itself, but what you put on top or inside of it. Well, I think there's more you can do with waffles that you can make a lot more kinds of waffles than you can pancakes. I mean, 
I know there's different flavors of pancakes, but you don't think about like savory pancakes. That's just, that's just a little too much. I, I bought this book with a bunch of recipes of all these different kinds of waffles. I saw this one the other day where I think I'm going to try where you get French fries and cheese and you put it in a waffle maker and you, you can make that as the bun of your burger, especially if you don't want gluten. So I feel like there's a lot more you can do with waffles than pancakes. Although, man, like I said, I love, I love a good pancake, but I should have known that you like pancakes more than waffles because you mentioned it first in your list. Are you more of a pancake person or a waffle person? So maybe I should, maybe I should have picked up on that cue, but I, I like waffles more than pancakes. Well, see, that was like that was extremely intelligent right there because I I think I did that subconsciously. I didn't mean to put pancakes first, so the fact that you noticed that is incredible. But I did hear you mention you do worship. So when was it that you discovered you had an amazing voice? Like, were you doing what everybody does, and you were sh- singing in the shower, and you were like, "Whoa, that sounds good," or did somebody like catch you catch you singing, and then they were like, "Man." that is good or have you just always known like something inside your brain you were like yeah i think i'm pretty good like what was how did you discover not only your talent but your love for worship well it started with music actually i used to i used to try to like i would get my my parents pots and pans and i would try to drum along to songs on the radio and back then there was not much on demand so you had to like wait for a song to change. And then I would just try to jam along and, you know, impress my parents beating on pots and pans. And, you know, they, of course, they'd be like, oh, that that's awesome. <laughs> it would just probably just sound like noise. <laughs> but I can't, so I watched this movie by, the, if you're, if you like country music, you know, the king of country, George Strait, he was in a movie back in the nineties called Pure Country. And I saw that movie, you know, ultimately cheesy acting and but it, I felt like the storyline was was really great. I loved it. I was like 12 years old. And so I watched it, I, I don't know how many times in a weekend. And I just told, I told my parents, I saw that. And I just knew that, that that's what lit the spark in me. I wanted to do that one day. And so that started the journey for when I was 12. I wanted to get a guitar and start practicing and learning. And I just knew that that's what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Wow. Wow. So... Man, that's incredible. I like music too, but honestly, I have a I have a kind of mini question that I I wanted to ask you. What like would you rather be playing what do you prefer? Do you prefer like the the singing part of it or do you prefer the instruments or is it like kind of like a you have to love one or like for one to work you have to like the other type of thing? Ooh. I don't know if you have to like one versus the other. I think it's more about you just for me, I, I just worked with both and I, I just, I felt like I needed both to, to be able to get people engaged in, a, in an experience. And so I just worked on, on both and just developed both along as I went. Okay. Alrighty. I, I really like that answer. I, I, I thought music was going to be my thing. I thought I was going to be the next big, you know, pop star, rap star, whatever, but if you heard me saying you, you would beg, <laughs> you would beg to differ. But the reason you're here, of course, is because we started a new mini series called Been Through It. And I think not only do you definitely have a story to tell, but I feel like we can maybe bring a little humor into it. But I want to start from early Jeremiah days. What was what was childhood like? Maybe did you go any 
through any hardships then? Do you remember much? And then we'll kind of work our way through life and to where you are now. So what was it like being being young, being a young and being a kid? Young and a kid. So you want after the the time, like when I, from like 12 years old on or? or yeah, what? I mean, how far back can you really? Yeah, yeah I'm going to say 12 and after because when you, I don't want too, too young unless something crazy happened when you were younger than 12. But if you believe that 12 and after is where life really started, then I'd love to hear from that point. I mean, I, mean, I have a lot of young childhood memories, but specifically related to like things that I've been through. I've always had a business entrepreneurial type mindset. Like, you know, I want to find ways to to make money and be successful. And on that, on a, and so I've always had really two tracks running in, in my brain and in my life. So business as well as worship. And I felt like that was a training ground for me since I was t- like 12. Like I would mow lawns and then also, and detail cars and you know, just try to do whatever I can to to make money and learn and, and things like that. But at the same time, I was developing music-wise. I mean, I I bought, so my first guitar that I got, this, this old country guy who I learned a couple chords from, he and my dad took me to this guitar shop when I was 12. And the plan, because I'm left-handed, the plan was to buy this guitar that was left-handed, like this acoustic guitar. And if you know the difference between electric and acoustic, acoustic has more of like the the hollow body on the inside. And it's what you would imagine hearing somebody play if there's no sound system. And an electric guitar is more meant to have like effects and you, know, you would hear like in a, in a rock band or whatever. And so they took me to this guitar shop and they asked they, the guy behind the counter if they had a left-handed guitar. So he went back and as he's, we're waiting on him to come back. I just start tour, like touring around and seeing, and I found this red guitar that was this electric guitar and I just fell in love with it. And I, I just wanted to have that one. And so I'd saved up all my money and I think my parents helped me out a little bit and, but it was a right-handed guitar. So I learned how to play right-handed because I liked the guitar. And even though I'm, I do a lot of things left-handed. So that's, that's how I started. And I'm, I sucked for a really, really long time. I mean, I just terrible. And I remember trying to play for my youth group. And the, I remember listening to the youth pastor, even though I wasn't very good. He was like the, the main guy who sang and he wasn't very good, but he was like, he always kind of favored the people who are already good versus trying to figure out a way to help me learn and get better. And so it was just this constant, no, 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 all the time. Like, can I play this? Nope. Can I get this? Nope. Can I get this? Nope. So eventually I got the ability to play with the band, but I was always turned down. Like they would, they would mute me constantly. And I would go back to the guy running the sound and he would say, I would be like, Hey man, I can't hear myself. Like, am I even coming through the system? He's like, yeah, you're turned up. And you show me the, the, you know, the, the, the fader level. And I would be up and unmuted and, but I would go back to my guitar and I'd be muted again. So that was always like, I kind of looked at the sound guy and kind of saw him as the the dude that was, I, I just got really frustrated with him. I would too, so if it, I'm trying to play and then you mute, you're muting me. And then when I go to check, you're like, oh, no, you're good. And then you go back and you're like, no, I'm not good. That, that was definitely messed up. Sorry. Sorry. I had to comment. Continue. No, I mean, yeah, I, I just, I was really bad for a really long time. And I, looking back, I know that was probably why they muted me. I wasn't great, but if you don't, there's the, I, I've just developed this language of 
I don't think it's ever somebody's not good enough. They're just not ready. And so I just have this real desire to help people get ready. So what other people call not good enough, I just say, well, I mean, I think there's some some things you can do to grow. And I've just learned over the long the long haul about how to tell people small tidbit things over time to help them, hey, I would try this or not this and and not feel like I have to fix everything at once. So that was, it was really frustrating for a long time because, man, something I really wanted to do and I just constantly kept getting turned down, literally, and not very good. And so... Um, it wasn't so I'm not laughing. Involved. I got that though. Turned down. I I got that. I'm sorry. That was funny. Continue. Oh man. <laughs> I also like to do puns as well. So like everything's a play on words. Dad jokes are my thing. So the my my kids and my wife don't don't laugh at me much anymore. It's more eye rolls. So it's the people that that don't know me very well that laugh at my jokes more. So when I can tell a joke out in public, I. I enjoy that a little bit more, although they might just be humoring me. I, I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I love that jokes. Those are those, in my opinion, are the best kind of jokes because it's like they're not bad, but they're not good. But that's what makes them funny is that you have to make them good. And it's delivery. And I think you delivered it in such a subtle way that I was like, I was listening and then I heard it. And then I remember you telling me how you, they were turning you down. And I was like, oh, turn down. Ah, so that that was good. Good, good dad joke. Good pun there. All right. I appreciate you for that. Don't make my head too big. I, I need to be able to to walk out of the room that I'm in when I leave. So I appreciate the I appreciate that. When I was 17, I I took my guitar to school and it, I was in the debate club and I just happened to bring my guitar. I was playing in some downtime and the debate coach was friends with the choir teacher who heard me and he said, "You should probably." think about joining choir either I, I think it would really help you and I think that was his way of saying there was some there's there's something there and I appreciated that because joining the choir in high school was the thing that I mean I still use techniques that I learned back then that was the thing that where I grew the most because I wanted to sing but even the guys I was in a band since the time I was 12 with some of the same guys for a long time and when I told them I wanted to sing they all kind of laughed at me and so it's one thing to be around people that you don't see often that kind of give you a hard time, but the people that you're around multiple times a week practicing with and they kind of laugh at you, that's that's super discouraging. I agree. So that is kind of where you would say you found maybe like, like that is kind of when you were like, okay, music might be for me is whenever it was it like that, that moment right there. Man, I always had dreams, like pipe dreams of being, you know, going on tour and you know, doing all the things and writing songs and being on the radio and stuff. But I think that was just the the guiding light to keep me going. As I, as I got older, the more I realized that that lifestyle is really not, I'm really glad that I didn't keep going down that road because it, I, I enjoy so much of what I got to do now with having family and still able to do music, but not the the just the rough and tough lifestyle of the road. I mean, I've I've talked to so many people who, live that way and it's just the number one thing is man i miss my family miss my family and i'm just glad that i have been able to have opportunities and not you know not at the expense of being away from my family so much right so you said you were how old again when when this occurred you said about 17 yeah i was about 17 when i joined the choir and 
it, my voice just tremendously developed. I used to sound, try to sound like, I mean, I don't know if you've ever heard of this band, but there's, it was one of the, like the biggest rock bands of like the late, late nineties, early two thousands, a band called Creed. And, um, the lead singer, he just, I, I tried to emulate him. And so I started to develop what I call voice filters, where you just do what you can to sound like that person. And that, I, it took me a long time to, to break those habits, but that was what, that was who I tried to emulate and try to be like. Right. So people say that, you know, it's during your, your late teens and your own early twenties when, when you're, you're bound to nine times out of 10, make the, the more dumber mistakes you're going to make in life. Do you have anything that you went through or things that you regret deeply that happened in your, in your late teens, early twenties that you can recall? Oh, I can't really say that like, man, I did these horrible things, you know, like I had to go through, you know, this huge, dark, dark, dark time in order to see the light. I think for me, it's always just been, I've just been working really hard to try to be successful. I think for me, probably the the biggest challenge of, of my life has been people taking me seriously because I, I do like to joke a lot and I do like to be, you know, funny and make people laugh and, and stuff. And I just, for the longest time, it wasn't even until I would say the last maybe six years or seven years or so that I felt like people people respected my talent and the things that I was, you know, could do, but they still saw me as like, you know, the young, oh, that's just Jeremiah kind of thing. And so that's just been the long, long struggle for me is just trying to really, like I was always trying to earn that, that respect. And it, it was just really frustrating for a long time. So I don't have like a, man, I, I did this really awful thing. I think part of, part of my, the, I guess the, some of the things, the challenges that I went through when I was 15, I was diagnosed with diabetes. I went in the hospital and they, my blood sugar was 912, which is about nine times what the normal range is. And so I was in the hospital for a while. And so that became something that and I just struggled with for a long time, just trying to get that balanced and that discipline. I've been, I was never really good at checking my blood sugar after the fact. And so just that's been a long health journey for, for me that that I've just struggled with. And so, yeah, those would be some of the things that, that I would say that difficult times that have really helped me become better, I would say. So you said earlier, you're a family man. You said you had an amazing wife and four kids. Would you say there's any difficulties that came along with being a father or was it a, a smoother, smoother transition? Like how, how was that becoming becoming a dad and, and making that big transition from, you know, the life you've known for a while where you were kind of not by yourself, but you were, you know, you and you had your family and things like that. But that transition from that to now you have your own family, you have kids to take care of now. What was that transition like for you? Man, I love, I've always wanted to be a dad. I love, I love being that. There's something about becoming a dad that, that flips a switch where, you know, some people, still try to hold on to their single life and you know it it develops this you know absenteeism like where they're just kind of away and you know you see those kids where they it's just a struggle because they don't have uh, that parental figure or, around as much as as they need and as a, as a parent should be and I, I didn't want that to be the case for me and so i just i did whatever 
whatever I could. But I think there's a switch that that flips that where now you're not just responsible for you, you're responsible for, you know, a, a wife and and kids. And so for me, I just want to do whatever I could. And so I've just been, man, it's been it's been a hustle. Just been hustling. I want to do whatever I can to provide for a a great life for for my wife and kids. And that's really been what's motivated me to to try to be successful and, and be good at what, what I do and, and provide great opportunities for them as well. That, Ooh, I really like that answer. I agree. I feel like when, when people lack that, that mole, that male role model, it can be harder for them to lead the certain lifestyle that we would hope for our kids. And so the fact that you're, you're doing, you're doing a good job and I, I don't want to say good, you're doing a great job of that. And the fact that you're right. I feel like once you become responsible for another life, once you become that that parental figure and that there's someone depending on you and somebody who loves you very, very dearly, it switches you in my eyes because I've heard a lot of a lot of stories where, where there's a bunch of, of dudes who who were leading a rough lifestyle. Not I'm not saying you are, but that they were leading a rough style lifestyle. They were doing things they weren't supposed to. But once they had that kid someone who depended on them and needed them, it flipped that switch that you mentioned and they became a better person. So the fact that you mentioned that, I'm sure there's a lot of a lot of parents out there right now listening that can agree with that. But I kind of had one final one one kind of final question. And I'm not saying you're you're gonna die anytime soon. So I'm not I'm not saying that. But if you were about to unfortunately pass and say your kids were there or someone Someone was there with you and you had enough life left to say one final message, one thing that they're going to they're going to listen to whatever you're about to say. So with such listening ears, they're going to follow it to such a T that it is going to change their life no matter what you say. What would be that one thing you tell that person? Well, I mean, certainly I love you and I would hope that they would have felt that and not just be like the this is the first time you've ever heard it from me. So. Just be a reminder. So I think love is something that you practice in your mind. So I would say that I love you. But the second thing is so much of what you have in life, your success is going to be number one, using what you have to serve others. If you can help somebody else be successful, you'll find great favor and you'll find great new opportunities that you didn't know you had. You'll discover things that that were there that were actually in your hands all along. I think if you want to be successful, it's not the chasing that, you know, wild opportunity. It's what do you have in your hands right now? And what are you doing with it? And what, how is it going to help other people? And how can you help other people be successful with what they're doing? And if you'll do that, then you'll, you'll be great. Awesome. Well, Zoom is trying to kick us off. You know how Zoom likes to do. So I just wanted to say, first of all, thank you for for taking time to come on and tell us more about you. And I think what I got really most out of what you were saying was one, to do what you do to serve others. Because I feel like a lot of times, me personally, I've been selfish and I'm I'm like, yeah, well, I I did this for for me and I'm I'm doing this for my benefit. I never really think about because I, I used to think that if you're succeeding too, then you're competing against me. And I want to be the best at what I'm doing and I don't want you. So the fact that you said you need to do what you do to serve others definitely helps give me that reminder. One, two, I'm not a dad yet. 
And I hopefully, hopefully, hopefully it's going to be a minute before I am a dad. But I think what you said about how that flip, it flip, flips that switch couldn't be more true. And hopefully for those male or females who are, who are about to have a kid, hopefully if they're struggling right now, then they can, it can do the same thing for them as it did, did for you. You were wrong about waffles, but I'll let that slide because <laughs> you're an awesome, awesome guy. So I'll let, I'll let you slide on the waffles. But did you have any final thoughts? Sometimes the guest has a question for me. So do you have any final thoughts or anything you would like to say or anything anybody would like to mention or anything like that? Here's what I'll I'll challenge you to do. I want you to go make waffles and I want you to put a pancake in the middle and mix it all together and try things. And I think you'll, you might find and discover something that you've never had before. And maybe your love for your love for waffles would be a little bit more, or I should say your disgust for them would be a little bit less. Oh, so you want me to try to lessen my hatred for waffles? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I've never, I've never had a guest try to help me with my waffle hatred before. That's a first. Hey, you'd be surprised. And they say your taste buds change every few years. You'll be surprised when you, there's some things that you'll never like. Like I never, I'll, I'll never like lima beans ever, but like as of recently, I've just found a love for black coffee and I like mixing anything in with it anymore. And that's like the first time ever in my life. So you never know. You may become a waffle man someday. All right. Well, no, that's never going to happen, but <laughs> I appreciate your time. I appreciate you for coming on here. And I just thank you for the amount of wisdom you have presented, not only me, but to all the listeners. And I hope that you have a fantastic rest of your day, week, month, year. And uh, yeah, that's all I have to say. Thank you. You're welcome, man. Talk to you soon. You as well. Man, oh man, oh man, oh man. What an absolute banger of an episode. I'm going to be honest. I've never heard of anybody's blood sugar going to 930. It was more, and what was more messed up is the fact that they were trying to mute my guy as he was just trying to be out there and do his stuff. And that is messed up. However... You know what? That's okay because look at look look at him now. You know what I'm saying? I know I know there's people out there hating, but let them hate, let them hate, baby. But yeah, I appreciate y'all. Thank you for listening to this one. I hope you enjoyed. If you want to be a part of the show, again, email me. Y'all don't be emailing me, but then you're like, hey, bro, when can I come on the show? You don't be reaching out, and then you're like, hey, bro, why am I not on the show? Reach out to me. I have a link. But yeah, that's all I gotta say for this one, man. I'm gonna wrap it up here. Y'all know the drill, all right? So don't be playing me. Get with the program and stay random. Thank you so much for listening.